to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Okay, how are you doing this after evening? How are you doing this evening? You're doing well? Yes, Okay, I want you to greet somebody literally next to you. And, uh, tell them, tell them it's an honor to sit within close proximity of them. <laughs> okay. Okay, lovely. Um, let's welcome the audience online. Okay. Uh, can I get confirmation whether we have projection? Can we all go to Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 14? So today, I'm going to have to be one of those Pentecostal pastors. In short, you have to preach with me. So when I say A, you say amen. Okay? A. Okay. And you know, in public speaking, have you ever, have you ever come across those people who are always uh, giving you dongles before the full sentence? Like, I don't know, they expect you to know the rest. So for example, if they are if they are saying my name is Apostle, they will say, so I'm Apostle. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and now we're going to read the, ba- the Bible. <laughs> so that's, that's the technique I'm using today. Now, ask your neighbor, how long have you been born again? It's a very genuine question. Now, If the concept of being born again, okay, lovely. Okay, guys, 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 you've talked. Yes, clearly you missed each other. Now, if the concept of being born again is strange to them, um, then they're in the right place. Okay, so what kind of answers have you received? Lovely. Now, how many of you have heard of the term backsliding? So, what will come into your mind if somebody told you, oh, 
Do you know brother? What, what, are, what are the names of brothers? Brother John? <laughs> okay. So if somebody came and said, do you know brother John? Or do you know sister Mildred? <laughs> and if they, if they had to tell you, saying brother John or sister Mildred have backslidden, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? No, talk to your neighbor. What comes to your mind? How would you know a person has backslidden? Let them answer you. Wonderful. What have they answered? Now, I want us to deal with this topic, the issue of backsliding. I want us to deal with the topic of backsliding. And by the time I'm done with you, you'll never backslide again in your life if you've backslidden before. And if you're standing, you'll never fall. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 14. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 14. The Bible says, Return, O backsliding children. So, first things, have you noticed the word backsliding is in the Bible? <laughs> so it says, Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord. For I am married to you. I will take you one from a city, two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. So it says, return, O backsliding children, for I am married to you. Amazing. Now, this is a type of what was going to happen in the New Testament. Because in the New Testament, we're not just children of God. We're the bride of Christ. So it's amazing that in the New Testament, we relate with God from the perspective of being his child and also from the perspective of being the bride of Christ. So he says, return backsliding children from I am married to you. Now, to backslide means like you're running and then it's slippery and then you slide. But <laughs> at the... <laughs> You slide facing backwards. Okay, I think that's a moonwalk. So backsliding, <laughs> backsliding refers to turning back. Like going back. Like you are going forward and then you start going back. I don't know if you're hearing me. And I'll show you a few things about it. Um, there is a way in which backsliding manifests. But here is something, and it's a very sad reality. It's very possible for somebody to be that person who used to be on fire for the Lord. Number one, when it comes to meetings. Number two, okay, number one, when it comes to meetings. They were never number two. <laughs> um, very consistent with their prayer life. Very consistent with their study of the word. Very consistent with their lifestyle. 
and then one or two years three four five years down the line you can't recognize the christianity in them you wonder is this the same person that prophesied to me or is this the same person that laid hands on me and i i, I don't know about you one of the worst feelings i've ever had in my life is to meet someone who i know genuinely changed my life spiritually and they're just they've just gone back and so it's very possible to live a reality in which you've been on fire for the lord before and then you've also been on ice for the lord before it's very possible and there is a way it happens and let me also just mention that it's very avoidable praise god okay now talking points number one i want you to i want i want, I want to show you something that jesus mentioned when he's talking about the last days um luke chapter 17 and verse 32 there's a sentence he mentions almost in isolation to the other sentences and then he moves on with his life i want you to look at this luke 17 verse 32 one two three read let's read it again one two three read the question is, who was Lot's wife? So here's a, here's a question that will earn you some money. I would like you to mention the name and last name of Lot's wife. <laughs> Somebody says table sort. Uh -huh. <laughs> Imelda, why would you say? <laughs> okay. Now, um, Lot was the nephew of Abraham. And if you remember, Lot and Abraham had, you know, come together. And then a time came when both Lot and Abraham seemed to have grown powerful. And Lot's servants and Abraham's servants, Abraham by then, were arguing so abram said look choose whichever way you want to go and i'll also choose the way i want to go. like you choose whichever if you go this side i'll go this side we can't be arguing we're brethren and lot says he looked and he looked at the region of sodom and he saw that it was nice and green and the like and that's the area he decided to go to when he decided to go there that city was attacked and when it was attacked Abraham is the one who had to come save Lot, but he still went back. And then a time came when Sodom, it's this, the, the level of sin in Sodom had reached, um, the level of sin in Sodom had reached a culmination point. I don't know if you know that scripturally sin has levels. Have you ever read Romans 1? When you study Romans 1, you realize that when immorality, when sexual immorality reaches a certain level, it gets tired. And so when it gets tired, it begins to manifest in society such that men start lusting after men, 
Kai, they finish the syllabus. And then women start lasting after women. That's, that's usually the next level. And so when you start seeing certain things in society, they're an indication that things have gotten banned. So whether they happen in June or July, there's a point where you realize that there's a saturation <laughs> that societies begin to reach. Okay. So now, God decided he was tired of Sodom. And so two angels came with kerosene and matches and they went to Sodom to bomb it. And the people wanted to rape the angels. No, have you ever read? They wanted to rape the angels. <laughs> but Lot, being a righteous man, hid the angels. And then the angels said, let's go. And there was an instruction given. The instruction that was given was, as we are going, don't look back. Don't look back. And if you remember what happened, the wife to Lot at some point looked back. And then when she looked back, um, she became salt. She became a pillar of salt. Now, whether it was iodized, it was not iodized, we don't know. But she became a pillar of salt. Now, Jesus' teaching in the New Testament about the last days says, remember Lot's wife. That's a warning. That means that it's possible to be part of the bride that's supposed to escape the world. But then you look back and you're consumed by what's consuming what you're looking back at. And that's why he says, remember Lot's wife. So here are a few keys of how to avoid backsliding. Number one. Are you following? Number one. When helping others, always remember yourself. Let me explain. Um, Hebrews, no, Galatians chapter number 6, verse 1. When helping others, always remember yourself. I will explain that point. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. It says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, least you also be tempted. Brethren, you know that just two months ago, you were dealing with an issue of, let's say you are dealing with an issue of sexual immorality, and you had fallen. You've been restored, and you're being helped, and you are male. Two months later, a sister comes to you and says, Brother, <laughs> a sister comes to you and says, Brother Jacobs, I need help. What's the challenge? No, the challenge is um, I keep lasting after men. 
Now, Brother Jacobs, you already know that two months ago, there was an issue. And then what do you do, Brother Jacobs? You know what? This needs serious help. And this is Brother Jacobs in third year at Unza. And the sister is in first year and she genuinely wants to be helped. And Brother Jacob says, the manner of this issue, I would like you to come see me in my room every two days so that you tell me exactly how you're feeling and we try and handle this matter. What is Brother Jacob's doing there? It's spiritual suicide. And for that matter, when the sister comes in, she's crying. I don't know. I just, I don't know why I always do this. And Brother Jacob says, come here, come here. <laughs> and then as Brother Jacob's holds her, you're like, <laughs> What am I trying to say? The point of helping others. Listen, have you noticed how even in the medical field, you'll find if you're going to do an operation, you have to dress up a certain way. The point of helping others is also the point where you could be the most vulnerable. Make sure you're also securing yourself. If there are some cases that you're not in a position to handle at that moment, we've given you to lead... Um, maybe we've given you to help with mentorship as a sister, and maybe uh, you're mentoring three guys, three ladies, or something. Now, for you, what keeps ringing in your mind about a certain gentleman is just how handsome they are. Don't, listen, just give us some funny reason. We can change the mentor. We won't even ask questions. Just give us a funny reason. We won't even suspect anything. Just don't. <laughs> Just give us a funny reason. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're hearing me. You know you've got challenges with finance. You're always volunteering to be the treasurer. <laughs> every committee, every kitchen party committee, you're always the treasurer. Don't be the treasurer. Okay, I, I think the online audience is enjoying. Are they enjoying more than you? So the first key, like I said, when helping others, help yourself as well. And here is one key to helping yourself. Never trust your flesh. Never trust your flesh. Never put yourself... You know, the flesh is you. You wonder if you are the same person who saw all those visions, who witnessed all those dreams. Don't put your, your flesh. You, you know what the Bible says about your flesh? Galatians 5 verse 16. It says the flesh is at war against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. So here is um, verse 17. Give me verse 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these co are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. That shows you that at every point you are in, you will always, in a way, be doing what you don't want to do, whether in the positive or in the negative. Because the flesh wants A. 
your spirit wants B. Somebody say glory. glory. Okay, number two. Are you glad you came to church? Yes, number two. Use Bible personalities as an example to yourself about what can go right and what can go wrong. I'll show you. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 6. Maybe for context, can I start from verse 3 or 4? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 is talking about the sin that Moses committed, right? Have you ever wondered why God never allowed Moses? Because what he did was quite big. It says, all ate the same spiritual food, meaning manna, uh-huh. And all drank the same spiritual drink, the water from the rock. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So that means in the Old Testament, that rock that Moses hit was symbolic of Christ. So meaning when Moses hit the rock once, that was symbolic that when Christ would be crucified, the Holy Spirit would be poured out. And so the second time he's told to speak to the rock, he hits it twice. Now that's crucifying the Lord Jesus twice. And if you've read in Hebrews... Uh, is it chapter number um, 10? You realize you're not supposed to do that. Let's continue. But with most of them, God was not pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Uh-huh. Now, these things, follow this. It says, these things became our examples to the intent that we should not last after evil things as they also lasted. Uh-huh. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Uh-huh. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Verse 9. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Next verse. Nor complain as some of them also complains and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples and they were written for admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. So that means when you are studying the scriptures, if God allowed certain things to be in the Bible, because there are so many millions and billions of things that have taken place in history, so many millions and billions of things that were taking place even in that period. But if God in his wisdom allowed that certain things should be in the Bible, it's so that you should be able to see them as an example. So why was, why, why was Solomon, why were his adventures put why was Samson put? Why was Delilah put? Why was Joseph put? It's so that we can all have an example of something that we can follow. Amy, I've told you, I think I've said this at the more younger people's meetings. I remember I was in second year or something. Pastor Daniel always laughs, always. I was in second year or something like that. And um, when I went to the University of Zambia, I was very, what word can I use? 
I was very strict with myself. I was not giving away free hugs. If somebody received a hug from me, maybe they had a funeral. (laughs) (laughs) And we went on funeral visitation. (laughs) And then because everyone in the line was doing that, so maybe I'll pop out a car. (laughs) Yeah. Um, my, My mannerisms when it came to comfort and friendliness were not physical in nature. They were very... Why do you think I pose for photos like this? <laughs> There's a message. I know, I know why I stay... I know why I'd say doing that. I know what some people try to do on photos. I was like, yeah, personal space for it. <laughs> so I just stayed doing this with a very serious face. Now, let me just continue. So I remember one time I was in my second year, and there were these ladies having a discussion as we were walking. And there's one who had really been, um, I'd checked on someone, anyways. So these ladies are having a discussion, and they're discussing, saying, you know, so which, which gentleman do you like, or something like that? And you know, I'm minding my own business, I'm from class. And one of them mentioned my name. I've not yet started thinking at this point. Uh, Tamandani, just come. So one of them mentions my name. Come with your bag. And I'm just chilling, walking, like, you know, usually when you're young, stand here, you walk with like one strap, right? And I'm walking, and so a person mentions my name, and before I knew it, they had come, and then they had held me like this. Ha! <laughs> yeah, at the side of the back. Yeah. Like this. You know what I did? Ta, ta, ta. And I ran for my dear life. I ran. Now, do you want to know why I ran? Here's why I ran for my dear life. I've seen it in the Bible. There was an example. Now, someone would say, no, you exaggerated it. Oh, maybe. But then what if five seconds later I said enjoying myself? And human beings are progressive. I didn't want to enjoy myself. So I ran for my dear life. Ran for it. Ran for it. And you know something? People lie that, oh, no, but... um, by the time you're getting married, you need to know how to hold. Like, I was being taught on my wedding day. On my wedding day for photos, I was saying, oh no, put your hand. I'm like, where did I? <laughs> my wedding day photos were funny. <laughs> Why do you think I don't post some of them? <laughs> and, and anyways, my wife found it adorable. What am I trying to say? The people that you see in the scriptures are examples. They're examples to you. So rather than laughing them, laughing at them, rather than singing Vali Kwisabayona. <laughs> what if you what if Jonah is in the Bible so that you learn what happens if you don't follow the will of God the way it's supposed to be followed? What if some of you are in a fish you just don't know? Hey. You've even set up a tent in the fish. You've even lit a fire, having some brim. You cut part of the well and... 
No, but what if you're in a fish and you don't know? That's the way it's supposed to be. Like the people that you see in the scriptures are examples to you that you can be Elijah and you can have courage in one situation and, then, and yet show fear in another one and run away from Jezebel. That you can be David and you conquer Goliath on the outside, but you fail to conquer the Goliath in you of lust. And you end up doing something horrible. What if um, you had to see it in the scriptures that you can be Ananias and Sapphira and you lift up your hands when we're pledging and you say, Pastor, Pastor, you say, when this happens, we're doing this and uh, you bring part of the pledge and if we complain about the other part, do these guys know how hard money is in Lusaka? <laughs> what if it was written for us to see? I don't know if somebody's hearing me. What if, what if it's written for us to see that you can actually be Sarah? You've literally prepared a meal for God and God says this will happen, but you've reached a place where you're tired of words now. Could there be somebody here who's tired of words? Like, every year I've been told it's your year. <laughs> you're tired of singing, this is my season. Sarah was tired of words such that the word himself was having a meal there and said, by this time your wife will be pregnant. Uku, Sarah laughed. <laughs> because it means at that point her mind could comprehend that God could manifest in the flesh and have a meal with you, but not that he could give you a child because her experience, and, and you know, I don't blame her. I don't know about you, I don't. Because it's one thing for something to happen on the outside, another thing to feel it on the inside. That's why you find maybe somebody might be saying, Pastor, you keep talking about healing, healing. I've lived with this condition all my life. Okay, she could feel the barrenness probably. So I want to use the people in the Bible as examples. Use them as examples. Look at Peter and realize that it's possible for your emotions to be taken advantage of. You look at Simon the sorcerer and realize that it's possible for you to cross over to Israel but still think like you're an Egyptian. Use them as examples. Ask your neighbor, who are your favorite three people in the Bible and why? You're not asking. I'm starting to ask, yes, who? David, why? That was after God? Okay. Yes. Who's your favorite in the Bible? Esther. Esther. Why Esther? <laughs> Wonderful. She saved the Jews. That side, who's your favorite? David. Moses. Esther. Moses. Okay. What about you? Jacob. Sarah, John, Sarah, because your name is Sarah. <laughs> okay. What about this side? Who's your favorite? Mary? Okay. Joseph? Daniel? Who's your favorite? Sorry? What did she say? 
David? Okay, lovely. Mine is, you had no, 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 guys, I, Jesus, they ain't counting this. <laughs> ah, Jesus is our Lord and Savior. Jesus was the word at the beginning. <laughs> ah, he didn't count. I think mine is Peter. I like Peter. Why? He was very impetuous. Don't you think so? I, I like how, imagine they've told them saying, like they're washing hands. Peter says, you're not washing my hands. Jesus says, if I don't wash your hands, you're not entering the kingdom. He says, wash my head. <laughs> wash everything. I, I, I like his mindset. Okay, lovely. Number three. The moment you think you're standing, take heed. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And verse 12. Today we feel like such a small family. First eh? Corinthians chapter 12, 10 and verse 12. And then we'll have Revelations 3, 2. So 10 and 12, it says, I want us to read it together. 1, 2, 3. Now, the, the paradox of things is that the moment you think you can't be on your guard because you can't fall is the first step of falling. I've dealt with a lot of people who may be the challenge is that let's say they slept with someone and they'll come and say, Pastor, I don't know what happened. It just happened. It didn't just happen. The moment you thought it was okay to be the two of you in a secluded place, that you were strong enough for that, that was the falling. The falling was not even the act. It was the pride in that first place. Because there's a reason it didn't happen on the road. The moment you thought you could entertain this or entertain that, that's where the problem starts. Uh, Revelations 3 verse 2. It says... Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. Now he's talking to a particular church and he says, For I have not found your works perfect before God. There's a principle I can get from this though. Um, do you know that one of the biggest challenges that I've found that manifests in almost all areas of life is that most people don't know what to do when they are okay. Let me explain. Let me explain. Have you noticed that it seems easier to pray when there are issues than when there are no issues? If today all those prayer points you have were to be answered within the next two minutes, how would your prayer life be over the next week? Now, that means that 
there is a place where you need to learn to strengthen things that are already standing. Do you know that that's the case? That's the case even with relationships. Let me tell you something I noticed. Do you know that there are if you're not careful when it comes to relationships, you can get addicted to making up, not to making progress. Let me explain. Have you noticed that when two people have an issue and they decide to make up, of which usually when people are making up, they don't even address the issue. Usually when they're making up, they, they look at the bigger picture. They go to, you know what? I'm not doing this. No, I can't live life without you. No, Shan, Shan, let's just forget all these things. And this, 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 you know, this is just too important to me. So in short, they forget the thing that got them upset. Maybe the reason the argument started because when they went on a lunch date, uh, one was chewing a bubble gum. <laughs> and then they realized they didn't like the way the guy was chewing. And then when she pointed, hey, why are you chewing a gum like that? It's disturbing. The guy's like, don't tell me what to do. And to provoke her, he, he chews it even further. <laughs> Afterwards, he removes it and puts it on her plate. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you things that happen. <laughs> and so, before, before you know it, they remembered how they argued the other day. Then they remembered the other issue. Then somehow you're a selfish person. You, you only care about yourself. No, you, you're this, you're this. And so before you know it, they're in an argument, right? And then they've decided we've broken up and they give each other the silent treatment for about 35 minutes, right? <laughs> and then in the 36th minute, lo and behold, one of them sends a text. I can't do this, Shanoko. You know, Shani, the way I love you, whatever. And so before you know it, they've like made up, there's this euphoria, they're singing each other's songs and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And then they meet one week later and the guy starts chewing. <laughs> the guy starts chewing the bubblegum. Again. And the girl realizes she's still irritated by the chewing of the bubblegum. Now, what am I trying to say? And then there are situations where there are no issues whatsoever. And this couple realizes they've got nothing to talk about when there's no issue. Because they get addicted to the issues. What's my point? You know what, they, you know what needs to happen? People need to learn to strengthen things. So can something be strengthened when everything is well? Similarly, and it's the lack of strengthening things that causes people to say things like, the problem with modern churches of these days, they don't even preach about repentance. Us in the old church, people would come to the altar and cry. Now, what happens when they, when they are done crying? Now, if they've repented. And then the next week, that means they've never learned how to strengthen something. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's not the end of it. So, meaning, from there on... We are supposed to move up and progress towards certain things. Jesus is not just the author of our faith. He's also the finisher. So there's, there, there's progress that must be made. So you have to learn to strengthen things. So let me give you this example. Um, one of the topics that we'll be dealing with over the next few weeks, months, I don't know, will be how to handle transitions, right? 
in different areas. For example, have you ever seen somebody used to be prayerful when they were in grade 12? They were in scripture union, they were the chairperson and ABCD, and then that finishes, and then um, in their gap year, life takes them. University, they give their life to Christ again. Okay, they got it back, and then, uh, and, and then when they're done with, maybe by third year, they're even on fire, and my positions always follow them. Somehow in the fellowship, they're the prayer secretary, this, 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 they're the ones who don't want to fast, and all that kind of stuff. The fellowship is done, they get into society, and they start going down. Before you know it, the next time you meet them is at a work party, and and what happened? They failed to handle that transition. Somebody used to be an usher. They would usher so well. And then they got married. They can't usher anymore. They failed to handle the transition. It's something that people need to learn to do. How do you handle a new phase of life? How do you handle a new phase of money? What happens when the amount of money that used to be a prayer point becomes change? <laughs> Don't, the point I'm driving at is the handling of the tra- <laughs> You guys seem to be focused on other things. No, do you know that money, you know money changes you. You just have to decide what it changes and what it doesn't change. Because it can change how you eat, it can change your accent. <laughs> you know money can change your accent. All of a sudden, like like, all of a sudden, you find yourself just wanting to sit with a newspaper and a bottle of manzi. <laughs> it can change your hobbies. You know, money can change your hobbies. And what do you want to you know? I want to go play golf. Golf! <laughs> you know everything in you. The real you wants to go play Kampombwa. <laughs> Wash Shomba all over and the like, and you're just lying to yourself that you want to go play golf. <laughs> no offense to those who actually genuinely love golf. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, my point is you have to learn to prepare even for transitions in life. Because transitions will happen. And one thing I must mention one wisdom is that it's very easy to exaggerate the past and also very easy to exaggerate the future. For the past, in the sense that it, it always feels like the past was much better. Do you ever have days where you admire when you were a child and life was simpler, but they used to whip you? <laughs> and actually, if we were to go back in time, everything in you wanted to be an adult. You're like... I can't wait to be grown so that I can drive my own car. You didn't know that there's also buying fuel. I can't wait for this so I can... So, I don't know if you're getting my point. It's very easy to exaggerate the past. Very easy. One time, I was looking at this photo of Cairo Road back in the day. And it looked so peaceful and so nice. And I was admiring it. And so I posted, I said, wow, something has to look this nice. As in, the road was less busy and all that kind of stuff. I realized something. If I was alive then, the chances of me owning a car. <laughs> That's why it was peaceful. It was not as easy to own a car as now. So, maybe the peace came at the price of killing ants. I don't know if you're hearing me. 
So what I'm saying is it's very easy to exaggerate the past, also easy to exaggerate the future. Like I'll become prayerful one day. I'll become prayerful in the next two days. It just never comes. Your Christian life, you have to learn to live it in the moment. You can't guarantee you'll be more prayerful next week. You can't even guarantee you'll be more prayerful after your exams. No, think about it. Somebody's like, no, no, no. As soon as the exams are done, I'll get on this prayer and fasting. And the exams were done four weeks ago. You're even about to start other exams right now. How come you've still not started the prayer and fasting? Because somehow when the exams were done, no, I deserve a rest. The princess needs to be pampered. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Um, pay attention to whether there are certain things that are supposed to be foundational that you used to do then but you don't do anymore. Revelations chapter number 2 Let's look at from verse 1 or 2. Those are not writing notes. What are you trying to say? I'll come with an exam next week. <laughs> You'll be shocked. You're entering your finding tables. <laughs> and the question paper and the bottle of water. Okay. It says, to the angel of the church of Ephesus write, these things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Uh -huh. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them to be liars. Uh -huh. And you have persevered and have patience, and have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. Now, don't you think this shows a good shell of a person who's actually living a godly life? Because you can see certain patterns of godliness. And you can see that these people are sound in doctrine. These people can tell you who's false and who's true. These people can win any argument there is to win. But look at what it says in verse 4. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. You have left your first love. God compares it to a love relationship. He compares it to a love relationship. Why he's saying, you've left, you know, that, that stuff. Like he used to open doors uh, for the Holy Spirit to enter the service, but you stopped opening the doors. Now just say, ah, come when you feel like. In an end. <laughs> and, 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 and you know something? You know, like, uh, here's a funny thing. Um, you know, like, if you're not careful in any form of relationship, it can become stale. I'll use marriage as an example. Do you know that in marriage, you can check your WhatsApp chat and you'll find it's, did you remove the cooking oil? What are we having for supper? The baby is crying. This is this. And I'm telling you, you can go on for days and you just find the messages are, uh, have you locked the door? Have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? It can happen in any relationship. Just check your conversations with your brother. 
What do you discuss with your brother? You find there's no, not even that courtesy for good morning. It's just, you'll find the keys under the stone. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if people still leave keys under the stone. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe every now and then a funny meme. If you are not, if you are not careful about it. Now, do you know that similarly, your relationship with God can become very um, Heavenly Father, I worship your only name. I worthy to be praised. Yeah, worthy of it all. You should not hear no Yeah, now by the stove. Shinaye nu, Yahweh, Yahweh. Did you watch again yesterday? Ah, okay. And uh, maybe <laughs> God's love the word that gives on God's son. The words of everlasting shall have everlasting life. Father, thank you for the day. I bless your holy name. Uh, let my life be blessed. Man, na man. Uh, <laughs> Amen. And then, before you know it, you told yourself you'll just do that one day. And um, Wednesday, you've come, you've connected the cable, you're supposed to come, connect. Uh, Sunday, uh, you've said what's supposed to be said, maybe in worship. Maybe if that day if it was very touching, maybe a tear can drop that day. You even say, ah, I suppose Lelo. Lelo, I, Lelo, Today, I, a tear even dropped from my eye. You guys were so amazing today. Like, it can just become another one of those things. You're not doing anything bad. You're not going anywhere bad. But then you can get into this rut. Now, look at what he says. He says, you have left your first love. And then what does he say? Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. So in God's sight, they've fallen. And he says, repent and do the first works. So meaning the key to repentance is usually to go back to the things that you used to do before. I don't know if you're hearing me. Maybe for you, your, your relationship with God was such that every night, come what may, you would sing him a song. And then life got a bit busier. Go back to singing that song. Maybe every morning you would sing, good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. I know you came. And it may sound cute and adorable, but between you and God, it was like something special. Go back to that. Maybe you have to find creative ways of doing that. In the car, maybe stop listening to the news the first one hour. Speaking, Who's ever been there where you're <laughs> you driving and then people in the other car like... <laughs> The, the other day, the other day I took a prayer walk. I take like one pair, so, because it sounds fancy, you know, like a prayer walk. It's like a prayer breakfast. I've never been to a prayer breakfast. I don't know what happens at a prayer breakfast. I would like to attend a prayer breakfast. It sounds so, what, what happens at a prayer breakfast, guys? When a meeting is called a prayer breakfast, what happens? 
What do you do? Iwe, you don't go to places. We need to do a prayer breakfast. Like, no, not prayer and fasting. We want the prayer breakfast. What will they like a bacon? Oh Lord, we bless your name. <laughs> I also want to attend the high tea. <laughs> Change my accent. <laughs> okay, guys, let's, let's go on. Now, it says, repent and do the things that you did before. So, meaning backsliding can manifest in you not being zealous for what you used to be zealous for. It can manifest in you not enjoying what you enjoyed before. And it's very easy, especially if you are doing your spiritual life from like the mental realm. For example, what happens when you've read all the books of the Bible? I remember there was a point I wanted to read the Bible and I didn't know what to read. Because I'm like, I'd read all of them and I was thinking like nothing, <laughs> nothing will feel new. The moment I recognized that, I went on my knees and said, oh God, help me out here. And what I did, I decided to force myself. I went back to books I'd read before. I was reading John 3.16, For God so loved. And I shouted, Oh, yes, God so loved. I said, Until you, I'll train you until you're not going to grow cold on me. <laughs> now I told my heart, You're not going to grow cold on me. I will force you. Before I knew it, I found myself reading stuff I'd read before. And I'm like, I've never read this before. I don't know if you're hearing me. That's why you have to always pray for renewed revelation. Have you been there before where there's a song which previously when you would sing it, you would feel like the sky is falling and the earth is... And then, then nowadays you find when you're singing, you say, great are you, Lord. You have to train yourself sometimes. Sometimes the backsliding, like I said, can manifest in you not enjoying what you enjoyed before. Train yourself to enjoy it again. Train yourself to love it again. Start doing the simple things again. Praise God. Praise God. And I've noticed that when you do that, the Holy Spirit has also just got his way of refreshing you. Let me give you an example. I usually pray either at night or in the morning based on my level of tiredness. So last night I told myself I'll pray in the morning because... I was feeling it. I, uh, we had a few meetings. I think there was that cafe meeting, right? Then afterwards, I had uh, supper, which is a very important aspect. Then I was finishing Barcelona versus Bayern and Liverpool versus Ajax. Unfortunately, Liverpool scored. And then I, I realized, okay, Fred, you're tired. So for accountability, I even told my wife, no, if you don't see me praying today, it's not because I've backslidden or anything. I'm praying in the morning. Like, I literally forewonder, like, if you don't see me, it's because I'm praying in the morning. And I went on my knees to say goodnight to God. You, you know those goodnight prayers for where you go on your knees? Father, I adore you. <laughs> Where is your name? And so I, I decided, let me just, you know, Let's make heaven feel good. Let me just speak in tongues for just, you know, one or two minutes. And then you're like, ah, no, I'm a man of God. I can't go to bed. Surely, at least five minutes in tongues. So I start, before I knew it, I was, <laughs> I 
And, and my daughter was just looking at me like, cause, and she thought it was a game. Ta, ta. And, I'm, and I'm just shaking. I, I, I didn't even know where the energy came from. That's when I lay hands on everything. I was laying hands everywhere. I prayed for a number. I was going to say all of you, but some of you were just met today. So I prayed for a number of you. <laughs> some of you by name. I said looking for who to pray for. I said going through Facebook, checking for prayer requests. Before I knew it, I just wanted to read the Bible. I finished the whole book. I read, I said the book of Ruth finished it. I'm like, where did all this energy come from? Usually when you just decide to take one, two, three steps. And the thing is, I'd been forcing myself the previous nights because I was extremely tired. So I'd been forcing myself. Then God's like, okay, good. You forced yourself one, two. Let me just give you a dosage. You're like, hey. <laughs> so I, I, I hope you're hearing me. Okay, I have to end here. I've got like three or four more points. Can I finish them next week on Wednesday? Because I'm the pastor. <laughs> How many of you have gotten something? Uh, I'll give you one minute to talk to your neighbor. Tell them what you've gotten the most. Two points that you've gotten the most. You're not talking... Yes, she's not, she's not talking to you. What was your favorite point today? Don't trust your flesh, eh? All right. Your favorite point? God, God does his part, right? Lovely. What was your favorite part today? What did you learn today? <laughs> Lovely. What was your favorite point today? What did you... Using Bible personalities, eh? And don't trust your flesh. Wonderful. Jabu, what was your favorite part? What do you mean the last part? <laughs> Which was? You paying attention together. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Okay. Now, is there anyone here who are, who's not born again? The Bible says these days are evil and you should use every opportunity to make your election sure. So if you're not sure about being saved, you're better off coming to the front than sitting in your seat. Is there somebody here who wants to make their election sure? Raise your hand and just raise it high because I don't have that much time. Yeah, so raise your hand. Is there anyone who would like to make their election sure today? Go in once. Go in twice. If I don't catch you today, you know I'll just catch you on Sunday. So... <laughs> You might as well just be caught today, such you've got a three-day head start. Anybody else? <laughs> Anybody? Okay, lovely. Wonderful. Okay, lift your hands. I'm going to pray for you. Shakatali. Eh. 
Awinakana Declare that boldly. Shakatali Wililuma Awinakana One more time. Shakatali Wililuma Awinakana Shakawilililuma Shakatali Shakatali Awenakana Thank you, Lord Jesus. Take 30 seconds. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself fervently. Pray for yourself fervently. Kanyanta kaliebo shapakatikia. Maniete kelebo kosotoko shapakatikie. Bananta kalibi kisoto ko lebehe sete. Japaka tikitipiki shokoto ko shepeke teke lebehe. Shabaka takalabahai. Karun takaliebehe sudududuhu. Sabarabaka satakaliebehe sudududududuhu. Sabarabaka sunto tutududududududu. Shabaka takahai. Arabasha teke lebehe let us burn with fervency for you. Let us burn with fervency for you. Let us walk in the spirit of holiness. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Now, in the name of Jesus, I bless you all. May God keep you from falling and may you walk on the right path always. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Wonderful. Uh, let's give our offerings and then... Yeah, let's give our offerings. And then... Um, Then we'll be done with service. We're free to give our offerings. You want them to sing you a song? What song do you want them to sing you? Singing a boy What if it's a song they want? 
You don't know how to sing it. It's a Christian. No reverse gear. Yenda pasogolo. You guys don't remember it? Muzanga wina is any watch a Christian. Aha. No one wants to help me. It's a walk or some chitos amulungu. At a certain hour, candy jiramoyo. Guys, I am a madizi. Paka palast. Motoka inamu bunka. Anafela to anafela muchimo. Guys, were you born again? <laughs> Like, how come I can remember word for word? Ichichi Christ, tunachokira patali. Guys, you don't remember the rest? Singa yese kubwele na kumbuyo. No, mulungu wanga ineyama nipasa. Uyusata na afuna. Afuna iba. Okay. <laughs> Guys, what song were you singing when you were younger? What about Palamine Nibayawe Shonongo Napimpa? Guys, you don't know those songs. Wait, you don't know them? <laughs> Wait, you don't remember those? You even do like a dance for reversing. You remember it now, right? Let's have the grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when school is hard, this school will yanshine. This school will yanshine. When a girl has refused you to get or to yanshine. I hope that's not what you used to do. <laughs> okay, let's have the grace. No, but on a serious note, such those songs are nice. Javlan, you've been advocating for that song for I don't know how long. I've told you if you're going to sing that song, then you have to start by singing in a Nale no, but you should see you one day. It's a nice one. Okay, the amazing grace of everybody. Amazing grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The extravagant love of God. And the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us. All the days of our lives. We will dwell in the house of the Lord.
Oh wow, what a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.